Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedy coming live from Yorba Linda, California for the Resurrect, Resurrect Ministry. <laughs> for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com <laughs> where you um, can deepen your walk with Christ, whether it's whether you're a new believer or a seasoned saint. We hope we have content that you can find content that'll appeal to you, whether it's worship bands you never heard or pastors you've never listened to. Uh, we have all of our past um, shows on there where you could follow us that way or articles that I've written for the Christian Post, blog posts, and other interesting things. Drop us a line. We love to hear from you. And if you care to partner with us, you can click the Donate Now button. And for this video or the podcast, whatever format you're listening, please like, share, and subscribe. Pushing out the content helps us um, reach more people. Yes. I think you should really check out those um, Christian Post articles. I think that there's so much information that I don't, I don't think people know oh. that you, you bring to the table. I, I was reviewing some of them earlier today. Um, and uh, it's just like, I read them and I go, man, there's so there's good. Like you could just use those articles if they would allow you to put a book together. I'd like to, at some point, it would be really important. Do that. You work really hard on those. So that would be really important. So if you haven't had a chance to see Hedy's work on the Christian post, you should do that and go through all the articles. I think even the ones you did maybe a year ago are still relevant today. I don't know any of them that have fallen out of. Except Kanye. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can skip Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Did you see that? Did you see the one I sent you? With, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, Kanye's really... Yeah. Off. God off keeps the trying to use him, but he keeps doing nutty things. Nutty things. <laughs> That's too bad for you. Nutty Kanye. <laughs> First, let's say hi to Cindy. Nice to see you. The hi, second Cindy. time today I've seen Cindy. And then we have Carrie. And second time I've seen Iris today. Hi, so ladies. Awesome. <laughs> nice to see you guys. All right. We're reading from Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning. And, uh, oh, yeah, for July 7th. Uh, the reference is First Thessalonians 5.25 that simply says, pray for us. Yes, you, uh, we, would, we would love prayer. Amen. That would be awesome. But that's not what, uh, the, the us is not us in this well, particular devotional. People in ministry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah. Now that you mention it. This gives me a whole new, another avenue to think about as I'm reading this. Uh, from the pen of Charles Spurgeon, he writes, uh, this morning which is actually for us this evening, I wish to remind you of the importance of praying for ministers of the gospel. Our verse today is a fervent request from the Apostle Paul, <clears throat> one which I echo and implore every Christian household to observe today. Christian brothers and sisters, a minister's work is solemn and momentous, involving spiritual wellness or woe to thousands, for we treat souls for God, dealing in his eternal business and our words are the fragrance of life to some or the smell of death to others. A very, a very heavy responsibility rests upon us and it will be no small mercy if we are the, if we are ultimately, sorry, found innocent of the blood of all men as officers in Christ's army. We are a special target of the hatred of men and demons for they carefully watch for any slip up uh, on our part and work diligently to make us stumble. Our calling brings with it temptations from which others are exempt. And that calling are all too often 
draws us away from our personal enjoyment of God's truth and into a ministerial and official consideration of it instead. We deal with many complicated situations, sometimes coming to our wit's end or becoming confused ourselves. We observe very sad episodes of backsliding among our people, wounding our hearts, and we see millions perishing uh, without the gospel and our spirits uh, sink as a result. We desire that you would profit from our preaching, that we would be a blessing to your children, and that we would be useful to saints and sinners alike for many years to come. Therefore, dear friends, intercede for us with God. We would be miserable indeed without the help of your prayers, but are happy when we know of your intercession for us. Although you do not look at, look to us, but to our master for our spiritual blessing, consider how often we, he has given those blessings through his ministers. Prayer again and again, that, or pray again and again, that we may be the earthen vessels into whom the Lord may place the treasure of the gospel. We, the entire minister, the entirety of ministers, missionaries, evangelists, and Bible students, implore you in the name of Jesus. Pray for us. Yeah, that did take on a little bit more of a meaning. Hmm. Uh, if we were to include kind of those of us that are doing these podcasts that are on the real life network, there's a bunch of people sure. that aren't ministers that simply turn on a mic and begin to talk about Absolutely. how God has um, worked in their lives. Evangelist. But when you think about it, I, I really uh, appreciate the explanation and the reminder to pray for our pastors. Mm -hmm. He doesn't use the word pastor, he uses ministers of the gospel, um, whatever the format may be. But when I think of all the examples he gave, uh, they're so true because if you put the you know if you put Pastor Jack for us, it's Pastor Jack Hibbs at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills, and we think about all the things he goes through, and a lot of these things he's mentioned, how his heart aches for us to profit from what he teaches. That when we go out the door, we're actually going to remember something. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, his heart is wounded for all the people that slip away, uh, the um, temptations and the attacks of the enemy that they face. And uh, it's just that they have, they have unique things. They have a special target on their back. And there's just such a heavy responsibility that they carry for being the fragrance of life or the smell of death. Uh, <laughs> so it's just, a, right? it's just a great reminder yeah. to always keep them in prayer. And I remember um, during one service when Pastor Jack was acknowledging, acknowledging the prayer warriors at the church and um, one couple in particular for some other than the lady's name escaped me. Maybe somebody in our audience remembers it, uh, but he got teary eyed. He, he got, um, mm. you know, he couldn't find the words to express how grateful he was for her prayers every day for, you know, 30 years. So it's important. Yeah. And then we, we actually experienced or saw her go into action. Right. Hitting the, the floor and, and on her knees and, Yes. In, in tears, praying, praying for our state and our country and for the church. Absolutely. It was pretty awesome. I, I think about um, that there have been periods of time during, uh, you know, us doing this particular show that sometimes we, we wonder, you know, if we're reaching people or if it's making a difference. Right. I, I, 
maybe I'm speaking for you, but I, I, I no, yes, we have I, no idea because we don't have any feedback except from our dear friends that are on, but yeah, well, we get some, but, it, but it's still with the, we, we can get caught up as, um, you know, just in our flesh, I guess, you know, looking at numbers. Right. We're wanting to see higher numbers than, and again, when we look at our podcast, it, clearly there's thousands of downloads, but uh, you know, we can, we can get caught up in that, that idea. And, but that's not, it's not up to us. Nope. Um, it is, um, it's kind of like, um, and I, and I hope I, I'm not, I'm sure I'm going to get it wrong and you can help me with this, but um, I think that some, I think it was either pastor Jack or some other minute uh, pastor who said that, you know, people ask how many people has he, the pastor brought to Christ? And he goes, I don't bring anybody to Christ. <laughs> it, it, God brings them uh, to him. Um, it is, it is, it is not me who does this. It's, it's supernatural and it's beyond me. So I, I think that's something that we also have to remember that, uh, you know, this is, it's not about us. We're reading a, a, an amazing uh, pastor uh, in, in the form of Charles Spurgeon. Who is referenced by every major pastor that we know of? Yes. Every time, I mean, I was reading something in LifeWise, which is the company that uh, uh, I've been talking about um, uh, in, a, in another show that I do, and um, the president is a pastor. Oh, uh, nice. uh, uh, Dr. Clem, and uh, which I've not shared that much with you or talked that much about him, but I didn't know that much about him until earlier today when I read his bio and really got oh, to know nice. who he was, but he's a pastor, former, and he is currently a police officer. And um, in his references right away, the, one of the first things he talked about was Charles Spurgeon. Huh. <laughs> and so I know we're in good hands with Charles Spurgeon. I, I know that we're going to be almost done with this uh, devotional, but uh, you know, how can we go wrong um, with somebody like that? Right. Our, our job is to try to read it. Uh, sometimes it's difficult to read, um, uh, but uh, you know the words that he uses and the and his references uh, between the scripture and and his life and what he experiences, I think, is so amazing. It's really hard to go wrong with his words. But uh, oh, yeah, Iris says, should I read it? Sure. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you are an excellent writer, and I have enjoyed the few articles I've read. I need to read more of them. Thank you, yes, Iris. Thank you. We appreciate that. And hi, Lisa. And somebody is saying Judy, question mark. Huh. Do we have somebody named Judy? Uh, Iris says. You two are a perfect match, and I love your devotionals. <laughs> thank thank you. you, Iris. We appreciate that. And Carrie says, the podcast lifts me up every time. And I love hearing and interacting with the regulars. Oh, yep. thank you, Carrie. I love that. And then we have Lisa. Uh, when I learned about a year ago, somewhere in the Bible, it says that ministers are held to the higher standard when they are judged. That's when I started praying for pastors and you guys and others. Thank um, you so much, Lisa. God knows we don't have the title of pastor yet, but ministers <laughs> of the gospel. Yes, we are. Um, I don't hopefully. It is it, anytime you, I wanted to say, hopefully we're not held to a higher standard, but that's not true. We, we are held to a higher standard. And I, I've told Andy that many times it is, you feel it in your bones actually, when you know that you represent um, uh, the gospel of Christ in any capacity, you feel that the, the significance of that. Um, and so, yes, please keep us in your prayers because um, however small we are in this, uh, in, in service to the kingdom, 
Um, anytime you do that, anytime you share the gospel, you're always worried about, did I say that right? Did I put that right? Is, is it God honoring? Is God happy? There are so many, so many questions that go running through your mind about um, delivering the message well. I, I like um, the thought that we're officers of Christ's army, because I feel that that's something that we can say that we are. Oh, and, God, and I think all God of our friends definitely told me that from you know the first week I took. And uh, and and so with that title, uh, this sentence is really important, as he as he says, uh, Charles Spurgeon says, as officers in Christ's army, we are a special target of the hatred of men and demons for they carefully watch for any slip on our part and work diligently to make us stumble. <laughs> it's for sure true. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, it's, um, I, I know that I've probably said this probably more than a hundred times, but you know, when I had my truck that said Falco Canyon Academy on it and uh, I drove, I drove differently with, with that. Right. I mean, I still drove pretty, I mean, I drive fast and I do, but I, I was a lot more careful in that truck than I am in the currently the car that I'm in. Yeah. I, I drive, I, I drive a little bit more carefree because my name isn't on the side of the vehicle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so I know people like I have this, I don't know if you can see, so I, I have this cross that I wear on the outside and, you know, gratefully I'm grateful that my son wears one and his friends wear these crosses on the outside of their shirt. And it seems like we all started doing it at about the same time. And I, I share with people, I tell them, I said, this, this cross isn't, I'm not, you know, it's not like a fish on my car where I'm signaling to people, you know, I am, I'm a, I'm a Christian. What, what this does, it's like my name on the side of my truck. It, 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 it is, and I shouldn't need this. I shouldn't need this. However, I know who I am. I'm well aware of my flesh that, uh, and the old man that I keep finding back, he keeps coming out of the dirt and then I keep hitting him back in the head with a shovel, but he keeps wanting to come back up. But I tell people that this isn't for you. This cross that I'm wearing is not for you. It's for me. Exactly. It's my name on the side of the truck that causes me to slow down and fully stop at stop signs yes. <laughs> and to not drive, you know, in particular directions. I mean, so um, I remember there was a, uh, 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 one of those, uh, I can't think of the name of the strip club, but it's a strip club. And next to it is a, uh, a hamburger stand that I used to like to go to. And, and with my name on the side of the truck, I had to make sure and be careful to park in a place where it was clear that I was going to the hamburger place. Uh, but I wasn't because it's very easy just to park in this other spot uh, where the strip club is. And gotcha. uh, and so it's like that kind of stuff. Like it yeah. forces you to like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to not exactly. go there. I'm not going to do this thing. For sure. Is that, is that, is that bad? I mean, I guess, I guess then I have my question. I said, is that, is that horrible that I, that this is how I use his cross? Should, should, I mean, I want to honor him. I want to love Jesus. And I do. Of course. But is it, is it bad to use, I think to we use are, it in that way? I think I don't, I wouldn't say using, mm. I respect, as they say, respect the color. I respect the cross of Christ. Mm. And so by wearing it, I respect that I do not want to grieve the Holy Spirit um, by virtue of putting myself out there as a representative of him. Mm. So you just want to be God honoring. It's not using him. It's you want to just, you want to honor the position. <laughs> that reminds me of something else. So I was in Santa Monica getting, I used to have this big gigantic 
video recorder. It was a professional one. And I, the only place they could fix it was in Santa Monica. So I take it there. They said it'll be about three or four hours while they work on it. You know, you might want to go somewhere and get a bite to eat. Across the, the way was an Irish pub. And I go, I mean, I mean, this was in my old flesh. So I go, you know, I'm going to have a Guinness and maybe a shot of whiskey over at the Irish pub. So I go over there and who sits right next to me? There's, there's a, a, actually a, um, uh, a wake, I guess. I don't know. It's a funeral. And then this is where they, they came to the Irish pub to celebrate the person's life uh. along with the Catholic father, the Catholic priest. Yes. I remember. And, and the, the Catholic priest sits right next to me. It is an Irishman. And he goes, hey, uh, good night. And he's, he's got his collar on. He's got his, you know, his rosary. You know, he's got everything going on. And he's he's throwing back way more than I was throwing back. And, and it did cause me to think, wow, this is really strange that, that I'm strange. that my my barstool partner is is uh, is a priest. Right. It's a little strange. And getting a little sloshed. I'm getting a little sloshed. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they apparently don't have that same feeling about about um, discernment and causing your brother to stumble. Yeah, some was, things that are my, that are permissible to me are not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. All right, let's. Uh, I want to hear what I want to hear what Jim has to say. Uh, you want to read some of the comments first because then oh, we're going to have way to too many. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carrie says, "Ambassador for Christ, Hedia." there and then cindy says princess warrior here yes it's a huge responsibility and want to do it well totally understand that cindy um that's a lot of pressure right um it's just this kind of this is almost this nervousness of um just the reverence for god and carrie says i love that analogy of the name on the truck <laughs> And so he says a license plate says preacher lady and it keeps her remembering I'm representing Christ. Oh yeah. You can't hide much with that. Yeah. You can't uh, flip the bird to somebody when they cut you off right? with the Isn't that preacher, preacher lady. lady? <laughs> the preacher lady just flipped me the bird. Uh, it's kind of like the priest down in Guinness in the bar. What's wrong with this picture? Can you tell what's wrong with this picture? Highlight can you imagine somebody taking a picture, you know, because everybody has cameras now. Can you imagine somebody right. taking a camera and, and Cindy's there just like double, double bird? Right. Yeah. <laughs> not that, not that she would do that. She wouldn't no, do that. I'm just she do that. No, I'm making up something completely inappropriate. Yeah. Inappropriate. The calling to be a minister is a special blessing, but it can also be frustrating. Many ministers become discouraged due to the lack of spiritual growth they see in people. We can only imagine how Jeremiah must have felt when the Lord told him, when you tell them all of this, they will not listen to you. When you call to them, they will not answer. <laughs> Jeremiah 7.27. And the people themselves were amazingly bold in their defiance, for they told Jeremiah, we will not listen to the message you have spoken to us in the name of the Lord. Paul even asked, who is equal to such a task? Yet he went on to say, unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity, like men sent from God. Oh, that's so beautiful. 2 Corinthians 2.17. With so many preaching for personal gain today, those ministers speaking with sincerity need our prayers more than ever. Why not take time this morning to pray for the ministers who have given themselves to you, which we will definitely do. In uh, Charles Spurgeon's day, I got to wonder how prevalent it was for preachers 
preaching for personal gain it, because it really it doesn't seem to me it, it's I mean we knew what the Jews uh, the um, the Pharisees. Like, the Pharisees were doing even they did it in the early days of the church but I'm wondering about you know Christian pastors because really with the uh, with television that really when it kind of blew up where their audience oh, grew the evangelists yeah and, but I think it's been around forever really oh yeah men that are I mean it, it's mentioned in the gospel too about um that uh those who that minister the gospel have rights to wages like anybody else those who work on behalf of the church mm -hmm. but not to exploit the church and not to exploit people but um it's existed from the very beginning because that's yeah. how that's how ministry's always been done you know yeah well jehovah witnesses i mean not jehovah witness um uh, church of latter-day saints oh yeah, yeah those billionaires oh now. my gosh well, that's a racket. Yeah. <laughs> and they make all the people work for it for free. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a huge industry. Read my Chick-fil-A article. I have oh a whole thing gosh. on LDS in there. <laughs> Wild. Wow. Cindy says. Oh, LOL. I'm preaching on reverence on Sunday. <laughs> I like that. Very cool. Uh, all right. Uh, the scripture. We have a few today. But, yeah. Uh, it's First Thessalonians five twenty five. We read in the beginning, brothers and sisters, pray for us. And then two Corinthians two sixteen. To the one we are an aroma that brings death; to the other, an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? And Acts twenty twenty six. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you. Uh, this this um little uh speech by um apostle paul is kind of beautiful i want to read a little more of it uh, therefore i declare declare to you today that i'm innocent of the blood of any of you for i have not hesitated to proclaim the whole counsel of god so keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the holy spirit has made you overseers be shepherds of the church of god which he brought which he bought with his own blood because I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw disciples after them. So be on your guard and remember that for three years, I never stopped warning you day and night with tears. Still relevant today, right? Yeah. Savage wolves come among to steal the sheep. They will not spare the flock. Shepherds of the Church of God. So yesterday, um, you had a Hedia story. Oh, my Hedia story. And then it was about maybe 45 minutes later. Yes. It, it, it hit you. It did. Did you want to share that with the, the folks that remember that we were stumped last night about what it was? Well, it actually has turned into my article for next week. It is uh, just kind of exploring the... People have asked me for months now, why is the Muslim community not more involved in uh, the fight for the over-sexualization of kids in schools? Because naturally, they should be an ally. They're a conservative community. And yet, they're nowhere to be found until recently. So Dearborn, Michigan, a couple of other jurisdictions in Michigan, the parents are, have spoken up. And then in Montgomery County, Maryland, um, there's a huge uproar and a lawsuit because parents were told they were not going to be allowed to opt out of transgender discussions with their kids. 
it's being classified as language arts and not sex ed because the Maryland law for sex ed requires parents to have a right to opt out. So they called it language arts. And so they cannot opt out. And the Muslim community has gone bananas. Mm. And it's just, it's, it's really neat to see them finally step up. It's my hometown. I lived there for a decade. We did a lot of our counterterrorism programs there. We built the faith community working group there. They should have the infrastructure to handle this conflict. I didn't see any of the people that normally are involved. Um, I didn't see any Montgomery County officials there. All the people, the mechanism we set up in community policing um, to handle major events um, I did not see in any of these riots. Mm. So that was interesting to me that they're not utilizing that. But um, in general, the quandary uh, that the Muslim community now is in is that people on the left, the progressives were, how dare you align yourself with those fascist, bigot, white people <laughs> um, to save your kids? And they're like, wait, wait, hold on a second. Like, just because I want to save my kids doesn't mean I'm a fascist. You know, it's just... <laughs> They're boxing them into a corner right. um, because, God forbid, they should align themselves with conservatives on certain issues. And so it's, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Especially how uh, Tlaib and um, the others. Because Rashida Tlaib yeah. and Ehan Omar, because, you know, she just got pulled off of the committee. So they're like, look at what they're doing to the Muslims. How dare you align with those same people? Because the organizer in Maryland is guess who? Who? The leader of Moms for Oh, so yeah. the local representative of Palms for Liberty is the one that's organizing a lot of the rallies. Oh, wow. So that's what I think kind of kicked this off. This is awesome. Yeah. We, we, we needed that. We, we were just standing alone for so long. Yeah. I mean, actually, Pastor Jack even asked me, like, where's the Muslims? Like, well, what's going on? Uh, and historically, my response to him is that historically Muslims um, especially much more conservative ones and almost even to the extreme and are waiting for a Western civilization to self-destruct because they believe that Islam will eventually rule the world because the West will self-destruct like with the Romans. Mm. Um, that there's actually a chapter in the Quran about that, um, that they will destroy themselves just like the Romans did. Um, so they're not in a hurry to help rescue America until it comes to their own kids. Mm. You know what I mean? So when you're not able to opt out, when it comes to just public school, they're not really worried. But if they if there's no mechanism for them to protect their own kids, then they have. Right. <laughs> now they're a little bit interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have no problem yelling and screaming about it as long as it's not affecting them. Right. Uh, but as soon as it begins to affect them, it's like any, it's like, uh, you know, defunding the cops. Yeah. You know, that they're fine until they get mugged. mugged. And then suddenly you see, you know what? We better give money to the cops. Right. Like, well, <laughs> what? Exactly. <clears throat> and so it, it's kind of like anything else. I, I always say, you know, if these people that in these sanctuary cities think that it's so great to have all these uh, illegal immigrants come over, then why aren't they housing them on their in their homes? Right. And uh, but yet they live in gated communities guarded from all that kind of stuff. So it's good to see the the Muslims. Kind of coming yeah. into the fold, however it happens. It, it's, it really is quite often that way. A lot of people are just silent as long as it's not bothering them. <clears throat> That's how we got into the situation. Right. <laughs> We're like, oh, they're just silly people that just want, they just want same-sex marriage. We'll just give them that. Oh, they just well, want the, and then it. This then, one progressive who I suspect actually of being gay himself 
said to the Muslims that were speaking out against this, um, the, these books in the school, but he basically said, you know, don't you realize the conservatives who are leading this movement used you as the punching bag just a year or two ago? Remember the creeping Sharia project and all the fear they had, the Muslim fear mongering. And now they're doing the same thing against the gay people. Oh, no, there's a gay person behind every door. Your kid's going to become trans, like all of this phobia. Have a little compassion. You know, you were that guy yesterday. Why are you doing this to yet another community? Why do they why do you allow them to divide and conquer? It was quite a compelling argument. I got to tell you, mm. like listening to him, I was like, oh, that's terribly convincing. You know what I mean? Um, but it's it. I, I don't even know how to express how I could articulate in, intelligently how it's different. Mm. Maybe in your next article. No, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I honestly don't have an answer to that. How is it different? Do you have an answer to that? You g- give me a minute. Okay. And I, and I will come up with it. It may be tomorrow's show. Okay. <laughs> hey, we got a visitor from Twitch. It's been a while since we've had some. Yeah. Kylo's hair, 98. Gee- Amen. Uh, if you're still on, Kylos, let us know a little bit about more about yourself. Is this your first time catching the show? Um, if so, share it out to your friends there on uh, on Twitch. We haven't seen. Yeah, we, we, we seen used anybody. to have a lot of very fun visitors from Twitch. Yeah, it's one of our favorite platforms for for visitors. Yes. Um, uh, what else we got? I think that was it. One of the biggest things we needed to know what your story was. Yeah, it was, and I remembered it very late. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. We got it in. Better late than never. I had a divine appointment today. Oh, let's hear it. It's funny because I, as I mentioned before, my divine appointments um, are not people who want me to pray for them. <laughs> but nonetheless, I have these great experiences. I was in uh, 7-Eleven and a homeless lady was sitting outside. Nice, sweet, older lady. Um, I walked up to her and she said, Can, we, are you interested in helping me? And I said, sure, I am. And she said, can I have some cash? And I said, how about something to eat? Because um, we're standing outside of 7-Eleven. She's like, sure. Um, what can I get? And I was like, whatever you want. And she says, I'd like some fruit and a Coke. And I said, okay, I'll go You get didn't tell fruit. her that fruit and Coke is killing her? <laughs> I didn't give her the whole carnivore speech. <laughs> I figured I'd save it. Uh, and then we went and I, and I said, okay, I'll go get it. And she's like, can I come with you? And I was like, sure, you can come with me. And so we just went to the store. I got the stuff she needed. We walked outside and I said, oh, by the way, I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know, are you a follower of Jesus? And she says, oh, absolutely. That's such a blessing. Uh, And I said, can I pray for you? And she's like, you know what? I'm fine. I actually am in good health. (laughs) I was like, I am literally the only person I think that ever gets that response. No, I'm fine. It's like the third time. Somebody has said that to me. And they always say that people don't do that. Yeah. That they do it to you. They do it to me all the time. <laughs> but most of the people I help are believers. They're already believers. Mm-hmm. But they apparently don't need prayer. I've had it happen to me once at least, maybe twice. At, at, at church even. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just something about us. <laughs> they, Thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want a prayer from that lady. <laughs> I thought it looked nice enough, but I guess not. Uh, <laughs> it looks like my prayer won't work. <laughs> Carrie says regarding our last bit of conversation. 
the left finds that they need to replace the black community who are leaving in troves. Yeah, yeah good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah, they, need to find, community. they need to find more victims. And, and, and a little bit, to, I think, I'm not sure if this answers, you know, your question, but, you know, th there's so much of um, victim creation through words and, and repetitive uh, yeah. dogma that is not based on fact. They just keep telling you, you are a victim. Hundreds of you are being killed. Oh, like oh, the oh. LGBTQ, the hundreds are being killed. They're not. There was 26 um, homicides involving LGBTQ. And I think 24 of them were from people that the victim knew. In other words, a, a girlfriend or boyfriend or uh, somebody in the house that killed him. But yet they go out all the time. We're being killed like crazy. We're being, you know, hurt and, and, and attacked. And then, but, but you look at the stats and go, well, the, the stats don't reflect what you're saying. But nobody ever corrects them. Uh, and so some of it, and I'm not sure if this is the deal with the, is with the Muslims, it's because I, I, don't re, I don't remember having any of my, I mean, of course, we joked around that when we met, that when I found out that you were formerly Muslim, that I go, oh, you know, and we do in law enforcement, that's, we, you know, we were busy looking for bad Muslims. Yes. Not good Muslims. Bad Muslims. Yeah, but I don't. But often stopped good Muslims <laughs> thinking they were bad Muslims. But the difference, I think, what it is, is mm. that with trans, we are not, we are not scapegoating them. We are not trying to um, vilify them. We're just saying, stop dragging our kids yes. into it. <laughs> right. So it's like, we're not saying that they have no right to exist. We're not saying that um, they're inherently evil. We're just saying, can you just stop right. putting this on top of my kid? Um, and, uh, the distinction for a lot of the Muslims are, is they, they don't want to draw, they don't want to accept the distinction. Right. They're saying you're just being bigoted. Right. You know, one of the best, best videos that I've shared, um, and I think, I believe I got it off of Instagram. I can't remember where I got it, but it is of a trans I'm not sure which way it goes. She was born a woman and now she's a man. Okay. Identifies as a man. And when you see her, she looks like a man. Okay. Even her voice is pretty close, but you can still tell it's a woman. But, uh, and she's dressed like in a, a gas station attendant shirt that has her name on it. I mean, every aspect of what, I think know, that transitions easier. Stereotypical, what she looked like. But Normally. her speech is amazing because she goes, what are, what are you people doing? She goes, I, 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 I'm not going to be able to see my grandchildren. She has kids. She goes, I'm not going to be able to see my grandchildren because of the nonsense that I was convinced that I needed to do with lopping off my breasts and, and, and uh, going through um, the hormone. Oh, she therapy. The yeah, she's going, you guys destroyed me. I had a weak moment where I was in a, in a relationship with another woman and, and I, um, something happened in the relationship where she was lost and confused and went to somebody, a, a counselor, some sort or a, a psychiatrist or psychologist who convinced her, well, you need to make you feel better. You need to go through the transition. You need to go through these but then medical. But she dress like a man if she doesn't want to be? Because she goes, I, she goes, I, uh, that's who, I've already changed. yeah, I've already changed. And this is, uh, she, she has no breasts because they were taken off, but now she's on so much medication because of pain. She's in constant pain. And she goes, it was all in one day I went from, I was never going to wow. do it, but because I was in such a sad state because of the breakup, 
somebody took advantage of me and convinced me that I needed to go through these surgeries. And it, it's, it's about, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes to 20 minute talk that she gives um, at a podium. And I'm not sure who she's speaking to, but she's talking to the press and saying, it's because of you guys. Because why are you, why are you saying, and she's pointing off to somebody and saying that he's a bigot. Like you're calling this man a bigot and he's trying to stop you from doing this to children. He's not a bigot. Yeah. He's doing the right thing. And it's one of the best things that I've listened to in forever because she's, she went through it and she talks about her journey and the pain and suffering that she went through. It is, it is awesome. I think everybody needs to listen to it because it's it says uh, great video. I reposted it. Oh, very good. Yeah. I hope so. I hope everybody sees it. Um, but that's exactly the point. The point is surely people can make these choices, but not it, not it, not children. And, and, and then trying to do it without our, without us I mean, being I, a part of it. I know that community so well in mm. Montgomery County and I could just, and they showed the books that they're referring to and they want it all the way from pre-K onward, um, mm. the permission to teach these things. And they were reading out loud with the material. They, I mean, they were quoting, citing from the material in the book. And I was just thinking of my, my former friends and thinking to themselves, they would lose their mind if their kids came home with that stuff. Yeah. Like, what a what in the world is this that little Johnny wants to be little Jimmy, you know, Julie, and what are you going to do about it? And he's different. And I mean, they're like literally like cartoon books. They're yeah. really for very, very young kids. Um, yeah, we, I don't know if we found any yet in our elementary school, but they've they've produced them uh, from the high school and junior high where the parents have read them. Uh, oh yeah, those really disgusting ones. But these yeah. are like these are pre-K books. Yeah, this is crazy. What? <laughs> oh, oh, another interesting element is that the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty, which is a conservative um, foundation that gives a lot of money for religious freedom causes, is supporting the lawsuit of the Muslim family. Mm. Um, which is a really cool thing to see because Beckett is a heavyweight financially. Um, and so the fact that they're getting involved in this cause um, is a really good sign. Is Beckett the name of a, a, a person? Or uh, is Beckett's it... a former billionaire of some sort. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like, the it's good. the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty. Yes. Love that. More of that. Yes. Uh, Lisa says. One of the best lines that he says is it just needs to say there is one there is more than one way to be a woman and there's more than one way to be a man. Mm -hmm. uh, the video had so much statistical information from around the world. It really needs to go viral. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Uh, you you got to, unfortunately, got to find it. I don't know how I could share it. Isn't on, it on, on your this. Facebook page? It's on my no. Facebook page, but not everybody follows me. Not all oh, okay. not the, the pod, the people listen to the podcast don't follow me, but uh, you'll know it. it. It's again, it's a, it's a woman with very short hair and um, it, it, is it a man? I don't know. It's, well, Andy Falco. Yeah. Andy Falco Jimenez on Facebook. Yeah. Go to my, go to my Facebook page. It's open. I mean, you get, you get, you can go to my Facebook page. I don't. Uh, yeah. I love having people on there argue with me. So I leave it wide open. <laughs> to invite, to invite the nonsense. Oops. Sorry. Uh, anything else? Shnugs? That was really good. That's that was a it. good discussion. But I, I think that's another reason why we need to be praying for our pastors because they're fighting against the stuff. It's, it's forcing them to change God's word and God's gospel. They, they alter it because there's so much pressure from the demons and you know, the devil and uh, from man 
to alter God's word, well, that they're I'm doing sure it, that they're that. falling into that trap. So that's what that we need to pray trap. for. So I think that's, that's the way we connect it. Okay. All right. Is that what we're going to end with? Yes, I think so. <laughs> All right, my friends, we love you guys. Wait, we got to pray. Oh. We got to pray for our pastors. That's really good. Yeah, Thank you for saving nice. me. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for the uh, wonderful men and women of God that you have given the gift of um, preaching and teaching the word of God. They are such a blessing to the community. And we ask that you strengthen them and you give them courage, good courage, Lord, to stand up against the evil that our families are facing and that you give them wisdom and discernment to give the good advice to families and couples that are struggling and to young people that are struggling, Lord, those youth pastors, we rely on them to teach the gospel to our children. Um, of course, they shouldn't be the only way that our kids are learning the gospel, but um, we hope that it's a safe environment for our children and that um, it continues to be a blessing throughout this country and throughout the world, Lord, and bringing young people to appreciate um, the love of Christ and what it means to have um, a walk with Jesus. Lord, we ask that you bless their families that sacrifice so much for them to be pastors. Um, our pastor in particular, Pastor Jack Hibbs, we love him and his wife, Lisa, and his kids and his grandkids and how much they sacrifice for him to devote so much time to the ministry and to the church, Lord. All the pastors um, that you have honored with um, such noble character and, and wisdom, Lord, bless them all and protect their families. And we ask that you strengthen them and expand their territory, that more and more believers uh, will join the fold and that those who do not yet know you will come to learn the saving faith in Jesus Christ, your son. We love you. It's, we pray all these things and ask all things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It's awesome. And I guess everybody's praying. Jesus says, I recorded it on my phone, the, the video. Oh, neat. Very nice. All right, my friends. Uh, we love you guys. Love you guys. God, God bless. bless. Pray for your pastors. Yes. God bless. Bye.